Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I discuss today's breaking news about the future of the WWE television structure. And we welcome a WWE Hall of Famer and one of the best pro wrestlers of all time to the show. Breaking news out of the WWE Universe, Paul Heyman and get this, Eric Bischoff have officially joined the WWE as executive director. Paul will oversee Raw and Eric will oversee SmackDown. You hear myself and Bully Ray's thoughts on this huge shakeup backstage in the WWE. Plus, WWE Hall of Famer Kurt Angle joins us to talk about his new movie, Chasing Molly, his retirement from pro wrestling, and the transition to a backstage role. All that, right now, on the Busted Open Podcast. Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated is reporting that Paul Heyman has been named the executive director of Monday Night Raw and Eric Bischoff. (laughs) has been named the executive director of SmackDown Live. Both will report directly to WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. Wow. Wow. This, and, and, and Justin just broke this about three minutes ago, Bully, while we were in break. I mean, you, you talk about shattering. You are absolutely right. How many times have we talked about Paul Heyman, what he could do? How many times has Eric Bischoff been a guest on this show? So now Paul Heyman is set to become executive director of Raw and Eric Bischoff, executive director for SmackDown Live. So I got we got to figure out what this means, and we'll have to get some more details. So are, are we taking this as the creative teams <clears throat> present their visions to Heyman and Bischoff, and he filters through. They filter through them, and then they present them to Vince. I wonder how this process is going to work. I mean, let's let's break down both guys, Dave. First of all, <clears throat> as a creative guy, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Paul Heyman? I love Paul Heyman. I think he's got a proven track record, obviously, with a little old company called ECW. But I think his bigger track record within the WWE is what he was able to do for SmackDown, I believe, in like 2003, 2004, right around that time. SmackDown was definitively the better show back then. Without question. Whether it came to wrestling or storylines. Um, how do you feel about Eric Bischoff as the the head guy at SmackDown? Well, you and know, as a creative guy, you know how I feel. I love Eric Bischoff, 
and Eric Bischoff unfairly gets some of the blame for some of WCW's failures, but there is no question the success that Eric Bischoff brought to a company that a lot of people don't remember was bleeding money and was failing, and he turned it around. Not only did he turn it around quickly, but turned it around enough that in the ratings they were beating the WWF. Okay, Dave, so why... Paul Heyman and why Eric Bischoff? Why not? As, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I, I, I'm, I get you. I'm on board with that. But why? I mean, we heard we heard that Pritchard was a part of the WWE and he had some creative influence. I'm not sure how much, but why? Why Eric? Uh, I I think that I I think it's glaring. Some of the missteps that we've talked about here on the show with the WWE lately. You know, they seem to be trending down. And this is not a time for the WWE to be trending down, especially when you got Fox coming up in the fall and you also have AEW coming on, coming up in the fall. So the fact that ratings are down, attendance is down, merchandise is down, uh, attention in the world of pro wrestling is down when you when you have you know fights going on in social media you need to make a change you need to make an upgrade and what better minds that are out there and involved you know it's not like Eric Bischoff is retired out in Arizona he's involved now he's back in the world of pro wrestling when have you had successes You've had successes when there was the Monday Night Wars. Who was behind the Monday Night War? It was Eric Bischoff. You need to be inventive. You need to evolve. When you think of those words, what do you think of? You think of ECW. You think of Paul Heyman. Those are things that the WWE needs to do right now in 2019. This changes the completely changes the landscape of the WWE, in my opinion. The two biggest thorns in Vince McMahon's side are now sitting right by his side. Go figure. That's what a winner does. You know what? It's so true. On the, on the battlefield, a general or a real warrior will always have respect for the opposition's general or the opposition's main warrior <clears throat> because they know that that other general understands what it takes to run a company. Vince has respect for Paul because what Paul has been able to do, and trust me, there has been no bigger thorn in Vince McMahon's side than Paul Heyman. Paul and Vince constantly bicker or have constantly bickered in the past. I'm sure as time has gone on. Um, but Paul always stood up for what he believed in. And I'm not talking about with ECW. I mean, ECW is a major thorn in Vince's side. But when Paul was working for Vince, Paul's very passionate and adamant about his ideas and stories, and he will go toe-to-toe with Vince. And now here's Eric Bischoff, another major thorn in Vince McMahon's side over the years. But Vince respected Eric. Vince has shown over the years that he can work with guys that understand what he was trying to do. So, and listen, personal feelings for Heyman and Bischoff, I don't think anybody has ever personally handed me the ball more than Paul Heyman or Eric Bischoff. Vince McMahon gave me a ton of opportunities, but talk about just saying, hey man, here you go, run with this. So on a personal level, I respect them. On a professional level, 
Um, I respect them, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this all shakes out. Well, let's let's figure out what's also on the horizon as well as the XFL. How much is Vince McMahon going to be involved in the XFL? Maybe he needs two people that he knows not only he can, can trust that's going to put the company in the right direction, but creative as well. I mean, we've talked a lot about it. You know, Dean Ambrose going on Chris Jericho's podcast and killing the creative process. You would have to think, Bully, that's now going to change when you have a director in Paul Heyman and a director in Eric Bischoff. And these guys, these guys know what they're talking about. Um, Eric can be quite stern. You better make sure you're bringing your A game to the table when you're dealing with Eric, um, Paul, Paul's a, you know what I, here's the difference between Paul and Eric. Paul is a creative genius from Jump Street. Like he can take a blank piece of paper and, and just come up with stuff. Eric is great at listening to the room and extracting the good ideas and getting rid of the bad ones. I've, I've been able to see both their strengths in a creative process. So I think Vince has done a, a pretty decent job. Is there anything to the fact that we have, okay, Vince is 70, Paul is what, uh, 50, whatever, yeah. Eric is 60. Is there anything to be said uh, that um, older businessmen are now in charge of the WWE when it seems like there's a massive youth movement of a tidal wave called AEW on the horizon? Well, you know what? I mean, I don't, I think when it comes to talent, obviously it's, you have so much young talent in the WWE, but as you know, bully, when it comes to pro wrestling, what's old becomes new, what's new becomes old. Everything is, is, is in a cycle. If you have the opportunity to have these two people at your side, you have to take advantage of that. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. So here's an interesting little thing I just thought about, or at least I think it's interesting. Maybe you'll hate it. Let's see. Is Paul Heyman a competitive guy? Yes. Is Eric Bischoff a competitive guy? Yes. Is Vince McMahon a competitive guy? Yes. Do you think Eric and Paul are going to be competing against one another for the better show? A hundred percent. And what do you think that's going to do for the WWE's product? I think it's going to make it ten times better. It's interesting when you look at when you look at AEW right now and how everybody's saying it's going to be competition, it's going to be competition, they're going to take down the WWE and all this zany stuff that you hear on social media. Um, I don't call it competition yet as far as a TV product is concerned because they haven't had their TV product on yet. Mm -hmm. I have, I've seen them win some competitive negotiating uh, situations like like a Moxley. Yep. I've seen them offer deals to, obviously, Kenny and the Bucks, and AEW has won that. But when you sit back and you look at this, it's almost like Vince, Paul, and Eric versus Cody, Matt, and Nick. I mean, I mean... I'm sure people are going to break it down that way. Yeah, 100%. I'm trying to give you the way people are going to start looking at this. And obviously throw Tony Khan in there also because he's the owner of AEW. But that's what it almost feels like. 
it feels like the the battle lines are being drawn for the future competition of the wrestling business. And again, like Paul Heyman set to become executive director of Monday Night Raw, Eric Bischoff will be the executive director of SmackDown Live. Let me ask you this, Bully. How much freedom do you think Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman will have? I mean, this is Vince McMahon we're talking about, and they have to both report directly to Vince McMahon. How much freedom? Or do you think Vince McMahon now knowing what he's up against and how things have been recently in the WWE, do you think he gives them freedom? Here's the thing. Vince knows that Eric and Paul are the two guys that created the most problems for him over the past 20 years. Yep. ECW started a movement that took over every single Monday Night Raw because there were multiple audible ECW chants, and they would not go away. Now, we could sit here and talk about ECW, but we're not. We Mm -hmm. know what it did. And then WCW, the whole podcast that Conrad and, and Eric do, 83 Weeks, is because of that 83 weeks that Eric Bischoff and WCW beat the shit out of Vince McMahon and the WWF WWE and, and, and put them and, and, and came as close to putting the WWE out as it's ever come. So the Vince knows their strengths because they are fellow generals, fellow warriors who know what it takes to get the job done. So to answer your question, I hope Vince gives them creative liberties because they know what they're doing. They have a proven track record. Did ECW go out of business? Yes. That wasn't because of the creativity of the company. No. That was because Paul couldn't balance a checkbook. WCW, it went out of business. Why? Not because Eric didn't put, you know, the, the NWO and all these great ideas and all the great stuff they did. It went out of business because of financial reasons, right? Yep. Vince was able to, you know, stay afloat, keep his head above water. You bring these guys in now, these are guys with proven track records. Eric and Eric and Paul probably have more of a track record than anybody else on the planet right now. Would you agree or yes, disagree? I would the agree o- with that. And, 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 to be, and to be brutally honest, I think the only other person other than Paul and Bischoff to have a proven track record is probably Russo, who worked side-by-side side with Vince during the heyday of the Attitude Era. Now, but here's the thing. Russo's name, you would agree, fair or unfair, is toxic. You no, can't... no, 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 yeah, yeah, I, no. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But... I agree with that. I'm just saying people who have a proven track record who were left on the planet. Yes, I mean, but though, but out, but take Russo as for that reason. Push Russo aside. The only two names to go back to the point that you're making is Heyman and Eric Bischoff. That's it. Yes, I, but I was trying to be to be fair that there are other creative minds out there of who got the job done. Yes, I understand the toxic, and he's not involved in this conversation, but if we're going to have very fair conversations and discussions, you got to admit that the guy did something when he was there. A hundred percent. I completely agree it. with and you. And that's where that conversation ends. Now, according to Justin Barrasso as well, these are two full-time executive role positions, and as of right now, there's no plans for them to be introduced 
just as part of a TV storyline. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, we're going to see, you know, Eric Bischoff in like a GM role or some kind of wonkiness. Now, who knows? Down the road, it is the WWE. Down the road, they may go there. But as of right now, according to Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, these are real executive full-time roles that isn't going to be presented as a TV storyline. Uh, and I, but I got to tell you, I mean, Eric is a proven on-screen commodity. So I, I you know, I don't understand if they were to roll him out there eventually as a character, I would totally understand it. But I'd like to see them both stay in their backstage roles. Obviously, you can't take Heyman away from Brock. They're synonymous; they go hand in hand. So seeing Heyman out there with Brock is, is perfectly fine. But I'd really love to see these guys dig in and work with mm-hmm. the creative team below them and Vince McMahon above them to really utilize what some say is, you know, uh, the best locker room of, of talent on the planet and utilize every single one of them to their max. Because, it, listen, if there's one guy out there who can take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad, it's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman knows what to do with certain talents that maybe a creative team or Vince McMahon doesn't know what to do with. Paul knows how to tap into people. Paul knows how to extract people's real personalities. That's where Paul is such a major asset. Paul sees things in talents that other creative people, do. I believe, do not see. Do you think in a lot of ways, and, and this is all just speculation, I'm throwing it out there, Bully, with everything that's been going on within the WWE and the landscape of the world outside of the WWE, is this almost like damage control? I mean, if things were going smooth, would Vince McMahon be making the announcement that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are having these roles in the WWE? Well, that can be said about anything. That can be said about a sports team. If things were going smooth, would they have a, a change in roster or mm-hmm. a change in you know um, uh, management, uh, business? Anyway, if things were going smooth. Obviously, things are not going as well as Vince probably wants them. He probably sees the first um, hint of competition on the horizon, and he's going to do what a good owner does or a good general does. You're going to put the best people in place to handle this potential competition. And who better to handle the potential competition than the two guys that gave him the most competition? Bully, how is the talent roster on both shows feeling right now after hearing this news? No idea, but I would be excited. But I can only tell you that speaking personally from working side-by-side with both of these guys. I would be ecstatic. But at the end of the day, you still have Vince McMahon as your final filter. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a question of how hard Heyman and Bischoff will fight Vince on certain ideas. I've witnessed Heyman fight Vince on ideas. Um, So I know how he is. And Paul knows how to deal with Vince very well. Eric, it's, it's going to be, there's going to be more of a learning curve there just because Eric hasn't worked side by side with Vince for a long time. But I, I hope that, I hope that they listen. I hope that they start utilizing the talents that are underutilized. I hope they see things in the Bobby Roods that me and you see. Yep. I hope they see things in the Eric Youngs that me and you see. We're just pulling names out of a hat here. I can, I can, you can give me any talent on the roster, Dave, and I can tell you why they deserve to be on television. 
Because if you deserve, if, if you're if you're deserving enough to have a contract by the WWE, then you're deserving enough to have some kind of a spot on television, and not riding the pine for as long as these talents, some of these talents have. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. As you know, my wife, Violetta, trying to get into pro wrestling because of what I do for a living, and she never watched wrestling until she met me. She completely could not understand why when Kurt Angle would come down the entrance ramp and everybody loves Kurt Angle, that they're chanting, you suck, and he's smart. Complete disconnect with my wife. Term of endearment. There you go. It's definitely a term of endearment. And it's not even just what he is doing in the world of pro wrestling, but now the movie Chasing Molly out now available on DVD, Blu-ray, and iTunes. And again, the man who's in that, and of course, a WWE Hall of Famer, is the great Kurt Angle. Kurt, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Bully, what's up, my man? Kurt, how are you, brother? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good. Are you excited about Chasing Molly? Yeah, yeah. It was a fun movie that we did. We filmed that, I think, uh, three years ago. And uh, I thought Shelley Pack did a great job with the movie. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, there were a few names in it. Felicia Day was in it. Um, uh, Shelley Pack is a great actress. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. We even had a... I marked out, like... <laughs> Uh, they had the progressive guy, <laughs> and I'm marking out. Said you're the you're the car insurance guy. <laughs> so he's in the movie too. I don't even know his name. God bless him. Uh, but... <laughs> Tremendous. You, you you marked out for a guy you don't even know his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know Flo for progressive. Yep. He's the other. He's the boy, the guy, the the nerdy guy. So, uh... <laughs> Kurt, was this the first movie you've ever done? No, <laughs> boy, no. But I was just, uh, you know, it just blew my mind that. Well, this was a this was a smaller independent, and uh, you know, I wasn't expecting the progressive insurance guy to be there. <laughs> no, I, you know what? Really quick, bully. And I, oh no, Kurt... I no, I I, I, feel, I feel like a jerk now because I forgot about that movie that Warrior. Kurt was in, like Warrior. Yeah, no, I just that just slipped my mind. No, but the funniest scene in Chasing Molly. Yeah. But the fu- the funniest scene in in the movie is when he's talking about like his brother stealing his train set when he was a kid, and he's telling how <laughs> describing how he shoved the caboose down his brother's throat until he choked to death. I know it doesn't sound funny as I'm saying it, but if you see it in the movie, it's actually hilarious. It is. It is. They have some really good lines in the movie. They got a lot of uh, you know gotcha lines that are. Uh, Hilarious. So they, they did a really good job. I, I'm really proud of Shelly Pack, the way she was able to bring the movie together and make it, make it really work. It was, a, it was a really fun movie to play, but it was even funner to watch. Kurt, was this a movie that you had done on your own on the side, or was this through WWE? 
this was before WWE, and uh, yeah, I got set up through my agency, uh, APA. But um, it, it was literally I was in one day and out. I did a, I think I was in four or five scenes, and it was you know they they were cool because they, you know I, I didn't stay there for a whole month just to do that. It was like let's knock these out, let's do it, and so I flew to LA and uh, they they got it done in one day. It was it was actually. The best of both worlds. You'd have to be in a really cool movie, and you'd have to spend a lot of time there, you know? You know, when you look at uh, Chasing Molly and, and just what you've been doing in the world of acting and movies, did pro wrestling get you prepared for the world of acting? Yeah, I think Bully will even tell you this. Uh, there's nothing better uh, to get you ready for that than, than pro wrestling. Um, you know, most of our things we do, the pre-tapes, promos, they're, they're live. Most of the time they're live anyway. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's either sink or swim. And if you forget, you're going to, you're going to sink and you're going to, you know, it, 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 when you do movies, it's actually easier doing movies because you get a second shot, the third shot, the fourth mm -hmm. shot, you keep messing up and just do it over and over again until you get it right. Uh, but not in pro wrestling, <laughs> you go out there and it's, this is your time. You better nail it. And uh, I'm really surprised how 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 much we have been able to uh, not nail them 100%, but you know, like consistently. A lot of pro wrestlers, uh, especially the the really good ones, it's it's amazing how consistent they are. Bully's one of the best promo guys in the business, and uh, watching him, I, I don't think I've ever seen him uh, mess up. So uh, it's it's really uh, it doesn't get you ready for movies, yes, but um, I think it's even more difficult. I appreciate that, Kurt. That's that's a hell of a compliment coming from you, um, and and right back at you. And if not one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, uh, right up there in the in the top three. Um, the The conversation of today, Kurt, is the news that broke about Vince McMahon putting. Paul Heyman in charge of Raw and Eric Bischoff in charge of SmackDown. Want to get your thoughts on just about everything that has gone down today? Ah, uh, man, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, the ratings have been pretty uh, stagnant. Um, uh, it's, you know, I, I've actually. I haven't been to work in uh, three three weeks because I was in Bulgaria adopting a little boy, and uh, oh, wow. we uh, I've been over there bit, so busy doing that. When I heard the what they want to do today, I was like, oh, geez, uh, uh, it just sounds like uh, they 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 want they want to start. Uh, I guess they they, they want to give something a, a try. I I, I don't blame them. Uh, you know, I, I explained this in my Q&A last, last week. You know, the WWE right now, um, and, and the writing, you know, a lot of people say the writing seems a little bad or stagnant. Um, you have to remember, this is a publicly traded company uh, that makes more money now than they ever did before, even more in the Attitude Era. And there's reasons for it. Don't get me wrong. The Attitude Era, I believe, was the best era, era of all time. But... Um, they're making more money now because of TV deals and, uh, and these one shows in uh, Saudi Arabia and Australia and, and uh, the WWE network and um, merchandise and endorsements and uh, 
I mean, it's, the money just keeps coming in. And uh, they have shareholders that are, you know, they, they want to make sure this is a family program and that it's geared toward kids. And, uh, you know, the attitude there was geared toward young adults, and there was a reason for that. Um, so the writing gets to be a little more difficult when you're trying to write PG all the time. Um, it, 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 you know, <clears throat> some people say that, you know, it doesn't seem like uh, it's, you know, as entertaining because there's not a lot of funny skits. But, you know, we, we especially the pro wrestling fans, the real fans, um, they want to see skits that are, you know, you know, a bit edgy or R-rated or, you know, it's funnier to us than it is, you know, watching PG. So I understand, you know, people being frustrated, but it's also not easy being a writer writing PG all the time. So, you know, you got to you gotta be careful what you do, what you say. They, they, they iron it out and they, you know, once they get the, everything nailed down for TV, they go over it again and make sure that uh, things that uh, they won't get in trouble for. And uh, so I, I think that, you know, it's put the company in a position where, you know, they want to produce and they want to give the fans what they want, and but they got to keep it, you know, pretty much PG rated. They want a five-year-old to watch and understand the whole show. And uh, that, that's, you know, that's a lot different than the way it was 20 years ago. They, they want to please everybody, and it's it's difficult to yeah. please everybody. No, you're absolutely right. Kurt, what is your current role with the company? Are you doing anything behind the scenes? Are they still using you when they need you as an on-air character? Or is it just you just kind of figure out what week to week what you're doing? Well, I, I'm, I'm producing. I'm uh, behind the scenes and. uh um, I just started uh, last month, and uh, and then, uh, you know, all of a sudden I got the pneumonia, then I went to Bulgaria. So I've been to work, and, you know, I've been to work one week out of the past six weeks. So uh, I'm heading to work this this week. But, um, yeah, I'm slowly selling into a producer role and uh, or agent, whatever you want to call it. But um, it, it's it's kind of cool. I, I never thought I'd like it. Um, I always thought I'd just step away from the business and retire, but I actually like helping guys out. And uh, it's also given me a better understanding of the business. Um, you know, there's a lot more to it than, you know, what we do uh, going out there and, you know, doing our thing in the ring. So uh, you really have to be creative and uh, uh, really come up with some, and, and bully, you know, I've, I've talked to him about this a million times. Uh, I think, Bully would be the best producer in the company, but obviously he doesn't want to be a producer right now. He wants to wrestle, but I'm learning week to week. And uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I never thought I'd enjoy it, but I do. But Kurt, I can see you succeeding as a producer because you have such a phenomenal mind for entering matches. Like you came up with your transition from an Olympic wrestler to a WrestleMania main eventer is insane because you grasped what our, you know, what our industry is all about. You could entertain, but the matches that you put on were so phenomenal because you have a grasp of what it takes to register and sell and tell a story and false finishes. So I could see you definitely being able to help out a lot of these younger wrestlers today to put on matches 
um, as good as you was able to put on in the ring. Thank you, Bully. I appreciate that. I I, I always took pride in uh, you know structuring my matches and 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 laying them out there and and, and having good matches. And uh, you know I can still do it now. It just won't be me in the ring, but uh, it is pretty cool. I I'm not going to lie to you. I I really enjoyed working. I've actually worked with Roman Reigns already, and uh, worked with Seth Rollins. Um, so uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, The Miz. So it, it's pretty cool. I, uh, you know, we, we, we respect each other and we kind of, you know, help each other put stuff together. But I kind of let, I, I want the, the talent to uh, be in charge. You know, let them find their way through the match. If they need help, I'm there to help them. So I don't, I don't want to overtake anyone's match and say, no, you're doing this. I'm saying here, put it together. If you, if you need some ideas, come to me. I'll be listening and we'll, We'll work together to make it the best match possible. So uh, I like I like that uh, you know that that whole I, I'd rather that way because that's how uh, the uh, producers were with me. Uh, you know they allowed me to do what I wanted to do and use my own creativity, and then they would add in some of the stuff uh, you know near the end of the day before the show started. And you mentioned. Uh, the pre- you mentioned the producers that worked with you. What producer had the most profound uh, influence on your matches, and who did you learn from the most when you were working in the WWE full-time back in the Attitude Era? Um, I would say the two that really helped me a lot were Pat Patterson and John Laurinaitis. Um, they really uh, they, they, they took my match, you know, from you know some of the matches I had from – being four star to five. I mean, they they really had some great ideas, and 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 I learned a lot from them. And I was able to use that, uh, you know, watching them do what they do and how they, uh, you know, were able to uh, intertwine it into my match and, and and make it, you know, look even better. Uh, it was it was fun to watch, and I learned a lot from that. And I was able to continue to do things like that myself. You know, Kurt, somebody who's been a hot topic here on Busted Open has been Baron Corbin. I think he's been doing a fantastic job as a heel. A lot of fans just don't like him. They talk about go away heat, makes them want to turn off the TV. You had your final match at WrestleMania with Baron Corbin. What are your thoughts on Baron? And what do you think about the fans' reaction to Baron Corbin? Okay, well, you know what? I'm I'm going to tell you guys, you know, the way it is and what, what truly happened. Um Baron and I would work in the program after Jason Jordan uh, went out. Uh, Vince McMahon, I think he basically, and this is my opinion, I think he just said, you know what, if Jason's not going to be around, we're going to use this guy, Baron Corbin. So I think that in a lot of ways, Baron ended up getting Jason's position. And, and rightfully so. I love Baron's progress. Uh, you know, I love this look. Um, He's actually really good, and he takes care of you in the ring. He's not, you know, he's not stiff or uh, he's a great. He is a great worker, and he, he's continuing to learn. But um, you know, the the whole concept of Angle versus Baron Corbin at WrestleMania 35, it occurred because that's where we were going in the first place. And what occurred was um, Vince didn't know that I wanted to retire at this WrestleMania. So when I sprung it on him about five weeks before WrestleMania, 
I gave him a list of guys that I wanted to wrestle and the the person that I wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania. So we started having those farewell matches before uh, Mania. Uh, but what Vince told me is, I know who you want for WrestleMania, which was John Cena. Uh, he said, um, I was expecting you to go to WrestleMania 36, where I could have given you a different opponent, one of the guys you wanted. But we have been working this program for a year, and we're not going to just drop it. So if you want to just, we want to retire this year, your last match will be against Brandon. And, and I was cool with it. I, I, I understood, and I respected Vince's decision. Uh, was Baron the right person? Probably not, but look at him now. I, I think that Baron Corbin right now is the best heel in the business. Uh, people genuinely hate his guts. Uh, I, I have not seen hate like this. I mean, they're not the person in the arena likes him. Um, so I know that's real. I, I really believe in real heat. Uh, anybody, if, if a person can get everybody to genuinely hate their guts 24-7, you're doing the job. I mean, that's, you know, Barron's, he's a top heel in the business right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, people may disagree, but he's going to get the title eventually. He's going to have a heel run. And, you know, I think he'll do extremely well. I don't know any more of a glaring endorsement than you could have possibly yep. just given him. Uh, we speak on the show about Baron quite highly, and now you're giving him your stamp of approval too. A lot of the a lot of the feedback that we hear on social media, Kurt, about Bo- about Baron is he's quote unquote boring, or they hate him because this is the way the fans revolt against WWE creative. Do you consider Baron Corbin boring? No, I don't. I actually think he's rather entertaining. Um, uh, I I think that I, I'm not going to lie to you. We we taught him a lot about you know uh, showing more emotion and, and 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 you know doing doing a lot more on his promos, and um, he he's caught he's caught on. I mean, uh, you know he. I don't see anything else that he can do that's going to make him a better heel. Uh, he likes being a heel, and uh, I did too. But um, I mean, he really likes it. And uh, I, I don't. I don't. Somewhere along the lines, he'll end up a babyface, but uh, I don't see that for a long time. And I, I, I got to respect the fact that he can uh, make people genuinely hate him as much as they do. That's you know that for me, I, I know I know how it felt. I came in as an Olympic gold medalist, and I got crapped on. I mean, it was really like people were like, I, "I hate this guy. He makes me sick." And you know, I got a little bit hurt about it. I was like, "Maybe I'm doing something wrong." And that's when Vince McMahon said, "No, you're you're doing everything right. Just keep doing what you're doing." So uh, I know how Baron feels, and uh, I think that he's doing an excellent job. Uh, here with Kurt Angle, of course, the movie is Chasing Molly. It's now out on Blu-ray and DVD and for digital download on iTunes. And Bully just said before about how you were able to make that transition from Olympic gold medalist to pro wrestler, and it was seamless. Somebody else you could probably describe the same way would be Ronda Rousey. Obviously, you shared a ring with Ronda Rousey, 
and who knows if she's ever going to be back in the WWE, but how would you grade her performance, and what are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey? Well, Ronda, uh, she, uh, she blew my mind. Um, she, she caught on very quickly, and I, I, I understand they, um, you know, they, I understand that they, they rushed her very quickly, um, but she was able to handle it. Uh, you know, we, we did go over the match a lot before WrestleMania, just like, you know, any WrestleMania, you know, the talent gets together and they make sure they get, uh, you know, their T's crossed and their I's dotted and, and they, they work, they work all week. They get ready for WrestleMania. But with Ronda, since she was so inexperienced, uh, we had to do it for a few weeks. And um, the thing is, when she uh, wrestled at Mania, her first WrestleMania match, she tore it down. I mean, she couldn't have done any better. And uh, I was was quite impressed by it. Although she doesn't, she didn't really know how to work yet. And that's what's even more amazing. Because she sells well. She, uh, you know, she initiates the moves really well. She... Uh, she opens up to the crowd. She she does everything that a pro wrestler is supposed to do, and here she's only been doing it for a few months. But with that, she has not learned how to improvise in that ring. So uh, that's something she will. I think she's been learning the past uh, half a year. Uh, she did take you know time off after WrestleMania this one, but um, she kept getting better and better and better. And and don't get me wrong, she was still going over the matches. Uh, probably going to NXT uh, for a couple of days before she uh, went to the pay-per-view. But, but the fact is she, uh, she stood her ground and she did uh, amazingly well to the point that I think she caught on quicker than I did. Um, it was pretty cool to see the, the progression from her, but um, she still has a lot to learn. She's this good right now. And she still has a lot to learn. So I think we all, as, as wrestlers, have a lot to learn. But Ronda right now, uh, I think that when she comes back, she's going to learn how to truly work and, and be a, a solid in-ring performer. Her, her, her moves are incredible, and she's, she's got everything down pat. I mean, the, the girl even is a great at uh, cutting promos. She, she improved dramatically over this past year. So um, I'm really proud of her. I think that um, Ronda Rousey, if she continues on, I, I believe that she could be one of the greatest of all time female wrestlers. Uh, there's there's no, nothing holding her back. It's just that she wants it. Uh, she might have a baby and say, you know what, I quit. I'm done. I'm going to raise a family. But uh, I think that Ronda loved it so much, she's going to be back. Kurt, we come from the era of people like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, yourself, the John Cena's, the Triple H's, the Undertaker's. When you look at the WWE in the top tier today, do you think the Seth Rollinses and the Roman Reigns and the Charlotte Flairs and the Becky Lynch's will ever have the opportunity to achieve that level of superstardom? Man, that's tough. I mean, I love, all, I love every person you just talked about. I think that... Um, I think they couldn't do any better than they're doing. Um, I think that uh, it's difficult to get um, to the level of superstardom that Stone Cold and The Rock, uh, you know, or Undertaker has gotten, uh, considering, you know, back in, in their prime, 
you know, the ratings on TV were pretty extraordinary. Um, I think I think there was a couple of times where uh, we did over 10 million viewers um, uh, on Raw. So um, it, it's much more difficult, uh, you know, to to uh, get to a level of superstardom when you're pulling what two million, two and a half million viewers a week, as opposed to you know eight to ten million viewers a week. But from an international standpoint, uh, WWE is bigger now than it's ever been. So they have uh, reached out to more countries, more TV deals, which which means you have more eyeballs on the product. <clears throat> so are they? <clears throat> it's hard for me to compare Stone Cold Steve Austin to Roman Reigns, but I think that Roman Reigns is, you know, he's the guy. Uh, him and Seth Rollins are both the guys. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to <clears throat> disrespect them by saying they're not as big a superstar as Stone Cold The Rock. But um, I will say that it's very, very difficult to get to that level. And uh, I'm not sure anybody will ever get to that level. Um, you know, somewhere along the line, uh, Roman is, uh, geez, he he's uh, really come around. And I think that, uh, you know, the fans are starting to appreciate him a lot more. And whether it has to be, has to do with his remission or whether it has to do with his quality of work, which I think, uh, is extremely, you know, uh, extremely good. I mean, uh, he's he's as good as they get right now. I, I I love watching Roman work. Love watching Seth work. Uh, so I think these guys are going to carry the company, and uh, I think that eventually they might get to that level. I just don't know if anybody can because of the situation we were in back then. It was just it was a lot bigger, and um, uh, you know we had a lot more eyeballs on us in the in our own country wwe hall of famer kurt angle again in the movie chasing molly which is a great comedy available now on blu-ray and dvd and for digital download on itunes he's mr black it's a great role and kurt thank you so much for the time today we really really appreciate it thank you guys bully thanks brother love you man take care kurt Love you too. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.